0: Mishnah The very end of the previous Mishnah had said that the chalab which is separated in chutz la'aretz and given to a kohen can be given lachol kohen to any kohen. And the Barthinur's Peshat there is even a kohen who doesn't necessarily eat his chul in b'tahara, he doesn't necessarily keep things b'tahara properly, um, you could give it to him. Now the truth is this is a little complicated. Um, the Rambam understands the l'chol kohen means any kohen, meaning even a kohen who is an amha Arats, it doesn't matter. Um the Baratunurah sort of vigorously rejects that, and he says that's impossible because the like, gemara actually explicitly says that you shouldn't be giving um, such gifts to Kohanim who are who are Aretz, who are unlearned, and don't keep Tumantara properly, but just across the board just aren't, uh, aren't unlearned. Um, and he would, so therefore, strongly disagree. So our mission is going to pick up, and it's going to talk about the other gifts. We'll actually list 10 different gifts that are given to Kohanim, um, that the Mishnah will say you could give to a Kohen any Kohen, L'chol Kohen. And whatever the Pshat is in L'chol Kohen, any Kohen um, is in the previous Mishnah, it will apply to this Mishnah as well. Now again, so the Rambam understands it means even Amha but Barat is going to understand it means specifically a Kohen who um, doesn't necessarily eat his Chulun Batahara. And uh, there will be a Machlokas separately if we would allow an Am um or not. In any case, whatever the Shita is, um, whether it's Dafka, someone who knows how to keep Tahar, just doesn't eat it, their chulen batara, or even a Namarit who doesn't know how to, isn't accustomed to, or doesn't even know how to keep Tubantara properly, then it will be the same. And our mission of these things can be given, whatever it is, whoever L'chola Kohen is, these can be given to that Kohen as well. And here is the list. And the reason why is because all these things essentially are basically chulen for the most part and uh, don't need to be kept tower. So we say, the Ve'elu, and the following there will be ten items. Nitana lechol kohen. You give them to any kohen. To find as I said before, the verse is Hacharamim. Cherem is a word that you can use to declare something forbidden to yourself and given either to the base of Mikdash. That's Cherem Gavoa, or Cherem for a kohen. Cherem for the base of Mikdash. Cherem is simply committing something to like a bias, that you're going to give something to make it hektish and give it to the temple for its own financial use. Um, but if you do it for a kohen, a harem for a kohen, that means you're now not allowed to benefit from this particular item, your pen that you made harem for a kohen. But as soon as you give it to a kohen, the kohen now can have the pen it's his to use however he sees fit. There's no restrictions, it's chulen, and therefore you can give your harem pen, or for that matter your harem apple, to a koan, no problem. Even if the koan is an alma arts, according to the Abshot, or at least someone who doesn't eat his harem batahara, according to the Barthanor. Second of all, v'abuchoros. same goes for buchoros. Now a buchor is the first born male animal that comes from a cow, goat, or sheep. So the rule is that the buchor has to be brought as a korban. It's offered to the but the meat is given to the kohanim to eat. Um, and we're saying here, first of all, that a kohanim could receive that meat if, if the kohanim is um, not someone who keeps his and batahara. That's that's um, true because as we'll see later in the Mishnah, any korbanos can be given to such kohanim. Um, but here, even a Bechor, the firstborn animal, which was a Balmum, that is to say, it was invalidated from being offered on the Mizbeach, on the temple altar, because it had some sort of um, blemish on it. So the rule there is, if the blemish is a permanent blemish, a Mum Kavua, so then the animal is given to a Kohen to eat, and the Kohen can do as he sees fit. He can make a barbecue and eat it as um, this no, not as a Korban, not as an offering. And... That being the case, since there's no restrictions, because it's Chulon, you can give it to any Kohen. Again, any Kohen defined as we said before. The third item on the list is Pidyon HaBen. There's a mitzvah to redeem every firstborn male, human, Jewish boy we're talking about here. Assuming he was the he was, you know, He was the first uh, issue from his mother. And you are not talking about mothers who were Kohanim or Levim, etc. But Or the house of fathers. Um, so that being the case, the mitzvah is you give five shekel, silver shekels, to a Kohen to redeem this firstborn boy, and that five shekels can be given to any Kohen. The fourth is Upidian Petr Hamor, the redemption of the firstborn donkey. The rule is, if a person has a donkey, and it's a first offspring is a male, so that firstborn male donkey must be redeemed, and um, it's redeemed with actually with a se a goat or sheep, and then um, The donkey is now totally released from restrictions. It can be used, however. And the goat or sheep, the seg, goes to the Kohen. So since that goat or sheep given to the Kohen is Chulun, it doesn't need to be kept Betahara. It can be given the whole Kohen. That's the point here in this item on the list. Number five is the Zroa L'Chayayim and keva. So these are called the Matanos. These are the Matanos that are given to Kohanim from Chulun meat, from meat that isn't sanctified, meaning if a person just goes to the butcher and he's going to get himself a cow, so part of the cow goes to a kohen, the koan who is choosing. And the parts we're talking about here are this zoroah, Lachayaim and Kava. Um, the Zoroa is the right foreleg. Lakhayaim are the cheeks and the tongue. And the cava is the fourth of the stomachs. Ruminant cows have four stomachs. And the fourth stomach called the abomasum, is the cava, and that's given to a ko- the koan as well. Um I'm sidestepping the issue of what happens with Bizman Hazeb, but anyways, the din Midoraisa is that a Jewish Leon cow should be given, those gifts should be given to the Kohen. The sixth thing is the rachis Hagez. Rachis Hagez means the first shearings. This is a separate mitzvah in the Torah. Mitzvah's say se- to give the first of your shearings, meaning your wool that you shear from your sheep, it has to be given to a Kohen. Each and each year's harvest that assumes you have a sufficient number of sheep, you need to have five sheep, you need to be sufficiently woolly and they need to, the wool weight needs to be 60 slum amongst all the five sheep. So in that case, you give 1 60th of the wool to the Kohen. It's called rashi Segez. And you can give again to any Kohen because there's no reason to keep that wool, Tahor. Number seven on the list is the Shemen serefa. Shemen serefa literally means um, oil that has to be burned. What we're referring to here is Truma olive oil. So the normal rule is that Truma has to be kept Tahor. And if it becomes Tame, it has to get burned. and um, But in that destruction of the Truma, the Kohen is allowed to get benefit as it burns. So that would be true for any Tame Truma. In the case of Truma oil, it's especially important because Tame Truma oil that's burned is very useful as a fuel source, as a light source. And therefore, you have to give it to a Kohen, and he and he will get whatever benefit he wants from it. So that sheven and Shreifa, um, it has to get burned. Since it's already Tame, we're no concern about a Kohen making it further... More tame, and that being the case, you can give it to any Cohen, even when it's not accustomed to eating his but tahara. Number eight is kadeh That means the various things that are brought. I'm, uh, excuse me, hamikdash. It's badly read, and it's important that I correct that for obvious reasons and reasons that you'll see in a second. Kadeh mikdash are talking about the different offerings that are brought in the base of mikdash. Um, we're talking basically zvachim, animal sacrifices, as well as manachos. So. After they're offered, many of these different offerings are eaten by the Kohanim who are working on the base of Mikdash. So we're saying here that the Kohanim can participate in the eating of those kadshim, the animal sacrifices and the meal sacrifices, um, even if the Kohanim is not normally accustomed to eating as Chulun Tahara. since it is sanctified, temple, sacrificial foodstuffs, they'll be particularly careful and we can trust them to eat this betahar and keep it properly done properly in tahor even if that's not their little expertise if you will the ninth item on the list is vahabikurim now bikurim are also brought to the base of mikdash we have mesechs bikurim coming up very soon um and they are waved in front of the mizbech, the altar but they're not actually offered on the altar so they're not offerings proper but they are quite similar to offerings um as much as they're brought to the temple in the Azar and put in front of the, the uh, Mizbeach and they're perhaps waved in front of the Mizbeach. So are like I mean, there's like sort of like a ritual temple activity done with them. So according to the Tanah Kama here, Bikurim also, the Kohanim will take them seriously and the Kohanim who do get to eat these Bikurim, these are the first fruits that a person has from the seven species. In Eretz Israel, Kohanim can eat them and even if they're not normally accustomed to eating Tahara they could get the Bikurim because we trust them to treat it properly because it's carries the weight of something that was part of a temple procedure. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda, owes Serbi Bikurim. He says the problem with Bikurim is they're not actually brought on the Mizbeach. They're not offerings proper. and They're just kind of brought next to the Mizbeach and therefore they don't carry the same weight in the eyes of the Kohanim and therefore you can't necessarily trust a kohen who's not accustomed to eating Bittahara to eat the Bikurim Bittahara as is required, um, like other, like Truman's So, And that in the case, says Rabbi Yehuda, you cannot give Bikurim to a non Either on Chavir or on Kohen or Cohen who's accustomed to eating this bitahara. But the halacha follows a ton of that you could. And finally, karshine truma, karshinim, who seem to appear in almost every Mashta, is that bitter vetch. You'll recall it's, it's kind of like a, a bean that is um, soaked and made into a meal. You can grind it up, you can make it into a, sort of like a bread, like a type food. Now, normally it's used for feeding animals, it's an animal fodder. But, in very difficult times, um, when there's nothing else to eat, people will eat it. So according to Rabbi Akiva, um, it's really just animal food. And that being the case, we're not concerned that the kohen will eat it. And therefore, we're allowing conventional trum, which normally can never be given to a kohen, who's not strict about keeping things tahor You could give him the karshinim because they're not going to eat it anyways. But the hacham disagree. The hacham say, no, nope. since um, it is food in as much as people will eat it um, in a time of like famine, So it's it's got the same rules as other truma, and that being the case, say the chacham, you may not give Karshidim like any other truma to a covenant who's not strict about keeping tuman tahara, and um, again, the halacha would be like the chachamim.